With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, all right. Episode 5 of the Paulie and Tony Fusco Show. As always, Paulie Fusco here with Tony Fusco. We're coming off a big NFL weekend, Tony. I'm so excited because a lot of people probably watch the football games this weekend and don't know what to make of it. So I'm excited to just teach everybody and kind of show them what really happened in the NFL this weekend. We're going to do that for you. We're going to clear it all up, all your questions. Now, remember, subscribe on Apple, Spotify, all those things. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook. Look for the Fusco Show. Now, Tony, we got a big show today, and we got a guest. He's a three-time Super Bowl champion, but when we did our research, I kind of uh, found something out. I want to push yes, him a little did. bit on this. Yes, yes. you did. So it's going to be did. a very, very interesting conversation. Well, we're going to put him on the spot. Fox Sports, you've seen him there. Mark Schlereth. Anyway, yep. we got a lot to get to, so let's get into it. It's time for Week 1 Takeaways. Week 1 Takeaways. Eagles at Washington football team. All right. Look, now I know a lot of people that are coming out there saying uh, Carson Wentz, he blew the game. That's bullshit. The offensive line was atrocious. I mean, he, Wentz was taking more hits than a line judge at a Novak Djokovic match. It was ridiculous. The offensive line is clearly to blame here. Tony, your thoughts? It's like this. If you're driving down a highway and a car jumps over the median and hits you, is it your fault? No, No. it's the median's fault. The median needs to do its job. And the offensive line needs to do its job. I don't know how you can blame Carson Wentz for getting sacked 25 times in a game. That's not his fault. Well said, Tony. And you know, everyone's making a big deal. Oh, now Washington's suddenly better than the Eagles. Come on. We all know one game doesn't matter. And besides, the Eagles won half the game. They won the first half, 17 up. Right? They were done. They knew. They thought, oh, this is over. We won. And then, you know, they just kind of took their foot off the pedal. But to call that a win for Washington, no, it's more like a tie. Exactly. Absolutely. And there's one thing we didn't want to bring it up. 
But, uh, you know, we kind of noticed something. You know, Doug Peterson did yeah. not look himself. Definitely. And uh, when you think about it, he's still getting over coronavirus. Uh, you know, the doctors, they, they said he's asymptomatic. But if you look at him, and Tony, we looked at him, right? We slowed it down. Yep. You know, you look, he looks slow, he didn't tired. Look he looked contagious. You know, and, listen, uh, yeah. I, I went to the CDC website, and it says symptoms of COVID, high fever, confusion. I mean, you know, when you're confused, that leads to bad play calling. And you saw yep. him sweating. We both saw him sweating, which shows he probably still has a little bit of fever. He's not himself. Dougie P wasn't himself. No, it was obvious. No. So we just got to throw that one out. Doesn't count. All right. But now let's get to our next game. Bucks at Saints. Now, Tony, we totally called this one. Nobody else did. We were on it from the get-go. Nope. Brady looked horrible. He looked old. And I got to say, it's over. I mean, this was the first game. This was his chance to set the tone, right? That's what the first game is. It's the yep, tone setter. Absolutely. And, you know, a lot of people will say, oh, well, you know, uh, one game, it doesn't matter. Oh, yeah? Well, the Super Bowl's one game. You seem to think that counts. So, look, I got to say, I, I think it's a disaster in Tampa. Close the book. Right, Tony? Yeah, listen, I looked it up. And teams that lose in week one go on to miss the playoffs 98.3% of the time. So, whoa, you know, whoa. when people say it's just one game and it doesn't matter, nope. uh, check the stats because it does matter. And not to say – also, honestly, we talked about this, Paulie. If I'm Tampa Bay, I'm taking a hard look at Josh Rosen this week. You know, it's very clear to me Josh Rosen – Plays very good in the temperate climate of Florida because he looked good in California. You know, he looked good in the preseason in Arizona. I might start Josh Rosen. You know, if he's available on your waiver wires for fantasy, you might want to pick him up this week. It, it's an excellent point. There you go. All right, let's move to the final game we're going to review here. Bears at Lions. All right. Well, you all know we said the Bears should have started Nick Foles. Instead of Mitch Trubisky, and uh, I got to say, we were right, Tony. You know, people are going to say, oh, but Paulie and Tony, what are you guys talking about? The Bears ended up winning the game. No, nope. nope. see, nope. that's why you listen to us, because the Bears didn't win that game. The Lions lost that game. Trubisky was an absolute go. disaster. Who who was, yeah, it's, uh, it's Tony, who was on the field at, when the game was decided? Was it Mitch Trubisky? Nope. No. No, nope. it was Stafford and that bum. That running back that was wide open and dropped the game-winning touchdown. He didn't drop it because he can't catch. He dropped it because he couldn't believe that the Bears didn't start Nick Foles. He was like, I can't believe we're not losing by 60 right now. And he dropped the ball. So that's what we mean they're, when we're going to clear things up. They rush into judgment. They see yes. a score and they think that's the whole story. No, yep. people. Exactly. No. All right. Uh, well, I see he's on the line, so let's get him on here. Uh, it's time to bring our guest in on the Fusco Satellite Network. Fusco Satellite Network. All right, let's bring in our guest. He's a three-time Super Bowl champion uh, with Washington and Denver. He's also an analyst you've seen on uh, ESPN and FS1. Let's get him on here. Mark Schlereth, welcome to the show. Thank you, guys. It's uh, great to be on the show with you guys. 
Yeah, now, uh, before we get into the whole uh, NFL, uh, you got one of the weirdest nicknames I've ever heard. Stink. You, you, you get that, uh, they call you Stink because you shit your pants or something? What happened there? Well, no, it actually comes from, uh, it actually comes from, I, I grew up in Alaska. My sister taught an Eskimo village called Akiachuk, Alaska, on the Kuskokwim River. And they used to cut off the heads of salmon, bury them in the dirt, dig them up and eat them rotten. And so that's how I got the nickname Stink. Uh, actually, off the stink head, and um, occasionally—well, not occasionally—pretty much every game, I used to also piss in my pants, and so the name just kind of stuck that way. So yeah, uh, I did—I uh, did uh, urinate in my pants pretty much every game. So what you're saying is I'm half right. They're right. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean yeah. essentially, you're—you're you're close. Yes. You know, yeah. it's coming out of a hole anyway, so that counts. Yeah. All right, now look, let's get into what happened this weekend. Now you—you know—you played offensive line. You know this. You watch that Eagles game. Don't you agree that, you know, people are wrong for blaming Carson Wentz, that the blame should 100% be on the offensive line who, who caused the Eagles to lose, right? Um, well, I mean, yeah, I, I, would, I would point more to coaching. I mean, I look at that from a standpoint of if you can't protect your quarterback, especially when you know you've got young players or backup players or players that don't have experience, you've got to do things to protect those guys, especially against an outstanding defensive line. So um, you've got to be able to run the ball more consistently. You've got to be able to set up your play action. You've got to throw screens and bubble screens. You've got to do things to essentially take pressure off the quarterback. So, you know, a lot of what happens to a lot of what happens to football teams is you see a bad performance by an offensive line and you think it's 100% the offensive line's fault. Sometimes the quarterback holds the ball. Sometimes receivers aren't getting open. And sometimes coaches just call really bad games. So there's a combination of things. There's a little bit of blame to go around for everybody. Yeah, but Mark, if you're driving down the highway and a car jumps over the median and hits your car, you know, it's not the coach's fault. It's the median's fault. You got to blame the median for not doing its job. And in this case, the median is the offensive line. Doesn't that make sense, Mark? Um, no, that it doesn't make sense. I mean, there's a lot of things that go on. I mean, it just isn't as easy as, hey, our offensive, our offensive line sucks and their defensive line is really good. I mean, it just there's a lot of other things that go in to actually protecting a quarterback. There you go. I, as, as we've been trying to say, you yep. can't blame Carson Wentz at all for what happened. Now, let's just move to the other side of the ball there. Now, you know, Washington, yeah, they won one game. You know, it was kind of a tie, really, as we've discussed. They haven't won a Super Bowl since, you know, who knows when, since when you were there, right? That was, a, that was what, you know, 40 years ago, whatever it is now. You know, did they ever call you Washington and say, hey, look, we're such a shit organization. When you were here, we weren't so shitty. Can you help come back and, you know, figure out why we're so shitty? Uh, no, they have not. They have not made that call. I mean, here's the thing. I agree with you. They have just I mean, ever since Daniel Snyder bought that team, they are absolute horseshit. I mean, they've been horrible. Um, I mean, to the point where they don't even have a name anymore. They're just called the Washington football team. And the sad thing is you guys still lost to their asses. They don't have a nickname and you no, couldn't beat them. No, no, no. We've explained it. We were up 17-0. We kind of took our foot off the gas. But if you look at it, that we won a half, they won a half. So, you it's know, a push. It's, kind of, it's a push. It's a push. <laughs> Wait, the half they won, they scored more points, though. So it's not a push. Yeah, but that was only because the game was moving a little slower at that time. So they had a little more time. You know, 
Carson Wentz was so quick out of the gun in that. It was like time actually sped up in the first half, you know? I see. Yeah, that's interesting. That is interesting. There's still only so much time. You know, you can't, you can't, cheat, you can't cheat the clock. I mean, there's only so much. No, but yeah. plus we, we also predicted before the season that the Eagles would probably go 15-1. and one, Then they would rest the starters at the end of the season, uh, you know, after going 15-0, and 0, and they'd probably lose to Washington. So our prediction's still correct. We just got it a little backwards that the Eagles will probably go on a run. You must agree that the Eagles will right the ship and go 15-1, and one, correct? I don't know about 15-1, and one, but I do think the Eagles will right the ship. I do think they'll play you know, pretty good football. I mean, I, I look at that whole division and I think the first, the first team to nine wins in that division probably wins that division, maybe 10, but I think the first team to nine probably locks that thing up. You're right. And we'll get there in week 10. So that's when we'll lock it up. Yep. All right. Uh, now look, uh, you know, we did a little research on you. You retired when you were 35 years old and, you know, Tony and I, we think that is the proper age to retire. You know, you look at these players, Mark, that they're, they're playing so old now. Tom Brady, he's like 48, 49, playing, they're playing too long these days. Don't you think these guys are just embarrassing themselves hanging on to hanging on to their careers? And I don't know. I think it's I think it's awesome. I mean, it is, you know, you get to live out a childhood dream. And if you can do it till you're 45, uh, God bless you. That That is great. Um, obviously, the game has changed a little bit. You don't beat each other up as much as you used to back in the day. And so, you know, you, longevity is is better. But I think it's great to go out there and compete. If you still love to compete and you still love to train and put it out there, then then I think that's awesome. Play as long as you possibly can. But even if, if Tom Brady, as we saw uh, this past Sunday, is turning into Matt Schaub, except not as effective, don't you think that if he continues to go down the Matt Schaub road, he should maybe uh, get benched uh, in favor of Josh Rosen? Um, no. I mean, I, did you see Josh Rosen? Like, he looked like the most disinterested person on the planet. Like, I cannot believe I've got to sit in the stands. Like, I'm sure there's, you know, some equation I should be studying back at home with my, you know, chemistry book. I don't know. I just looked. It looked bad to me. Tom Brady will be fine. I think the Tampa Bay Buccaneers will be fine. I think they'll win a lot of games. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm not ready to write the obit on Tom Brady like uh, most people. I, I, most people just hate Tom Brady because of all the winning they did, except, of course, when they played Philly in the Super Bowl, right? Yeah, that's right. So you guys you know. shouldn't hate Tom Brady. You guys should actually like Tom Brady. Why? No, who said we, you know, I don't hate, hate is a very strong word. You know, we don't like to use hate, you know, but you listen, Tom Brady, let's be honest. You can't call him the goat because he lost to the real goat, Nick Foles. So, you know, all the goat nonsense. We know who the goat is. He's in Chicago right now, just waiting to save that franchise. His name is Nick you Foles. Know, and that Mark. brings us to it. Thank you, Tony, for bringing that up. Because we have a very serious topic to discuss with you, Mark, here. Aren't you just floored by the disrespect being shown to Super Bowl hero, American hero, Nick Foles, letting that joke of a quarterback, uh, Mitch Trubisky, start when he should be the starter? Uh, I think, you know, I, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if Nick Foles ends up being a starter at some time. Nick Foles... Hey, listen, he was great for you guys off the bench. I mean, that's been the role that he has really thrived in. He really hasn't thrived when he's gotten the chance to be a starter. So, 
maybe that's the best role for him. Come in, be the uh, underdog guy, rally the troops around him and, and win that way. He uh, certainly had his struggles, but I'm not going to hold him accountable for having struggles in Jacksonville because pretty much everybody, their brother, uncle, their brother's uncle has uh, had struggles in Jacksonville. Yeah. You know, it's true. It's true. You know, but here's the thing. He was a backup, but that doesn't mean, you know, he was, he was bad or anything. I mean, think about it. Imagine if the Broncos teams that you were on Mark had Mm. Nick Foles instead of John Elway, you guys might've won like six Super Bowls in a row. Um, I never, yeah, I never actually thought about that, but, um, the go. only problem, the only problem with that, point, Nick Foles would have been 12 at that time. So still I don't good. Know that they still would have been spinning the ball. Yeah. Still yeah. the best. But now look, let's go. We got one more thing before we go. And this okay. is now Tony. Tony did his research here. Yep, I did. And he looked up something. Tony, tell tell Mark what you found. Now, Mark, you were a member of what was called uh, the Hogs, the offensive line. Uh, with the with Washington in the 1991 season when they won the Super Bowl. Now I wanted to look at Washington's record. They went 14 and two that season, but mm. that last game of the season, you went into Philly playing at the vet, and looky looky here, looks like the Eagles blew out Washington oh. 24 to 22 in a blowout. Ooh. Now, Mark, do you think that that kind of tarnishes your ring? Well, I like, I, you know, it's always hard to lose. We lost two games that season. And obviously, when you lose to a division rival, that's tough. Uh, here's the thing, though. We didn't bring our starters. Uh, we left our starters at home. So you guys beat our JV team 24-22. Oh, is essentially what happened. Look at those excuses. There you go, making excuses. It's so Here sad to go. see. Hey, have you ever heard, you ever heard of Jeff Rutledge? Have you ever heard of Jeff Rutledge? Yeah, of course we heard of Jeff Rutledge. Legend Jeff Rutledge. <laughs> yeah, well, One of the legend greatest. Jeff Rutledge was at that time he was, you talked about aging players, and he was, I think he was 61. And he started for us in that game. Oh. 61 years old. He, so he was sad. a holder. So he was sad. Older Age is just a number. He started Age quarterback. You know what, number. Tony? We can't let yeah, we can't. You are disrespecting. Yep. If a team yep. beats you, be a good loser and yep. admit that you lost. We yep. don't let sore losers on this yep. show. Nope. So goodbye. Bye-bye. Get him off the phone. Bye, Stink. <laughs> Go shit your pants on another show because you just made a big fucking stink. <laughs> Yeah. Probably pissing his pants. He's so scared right now. Run out There's with no your pants between your legs. Full scope satellite network. All right. Is he off the line? What is it with people who are just so insecure? You know, Unbelievable. They, I think it's because they come on our show. You know, they feel a little uh, intimidated. You know, he yeah, feels no, intimidated, and that's what he's got to do. Anyway, again, we're not going to let him ruin the show because we got business to do, Tony, right? Uh, yep. and, you know, this is kind of uh, personal business. Uh, we're going to tell you about an exciting opportunity. We've been doing this uh, four years in a row now, Tony. Yeah. You know, uh, opportunity for you at home to join us on a seven-day celebrity cruise on uh, Carnival Cruises where you get to uh, be on a boat with a bunch of uh, big celebrities, including us. This is a dream vacation for everybody. For everyone. And you're not going to believe the names we got, you know, including us. We got on this boat. You remember the band Starship from the 80s? Oh, so yeah. They got the, the bassist. He's going to be on the ship. You. And uh, you remember uh, Hot Tub Time Machine? The best. Uh, 
the actor who played Ski Instructor Number Two, he'll be there. Yep. We got Peter Scolari from Bosom Buddies, Doctor Drew from Love Line. You like that show? And of course, who can forget the hit show? Who's the boss? You all remember who's the boss? Well, Jonathan from Who's the Boss is going to be on the cruise. Best character on the show. Yes, not even close. And as an added treat, he will also answer to the name Jonathan. So when you get upset and you say, Jonathan, he will be standing at attention for you. Seven days on the high seas, you get everything. You'll get celebrities. You get close-up personal time with us. You feel like you're among the stars. I think uh, you better go book now because I think after this, it's going to be really hard to grab a spot, Tony. It's going to sell, sell out. Sell out yep. fast. All right. So as we do at the end of every show, it's time for corrections where we look back, see if there's anything we want to change. And uh, Tony, I got to say, I think we did a bang up job this week. Seriously, this was the best show yet. It's another flawless show. Tony, you know, knock on Tony, wood. One no. mistake. Wait, what? What? Every time you guys keep talking about Tom Brady, he gets another year. You guys said he's 49 years old. Yeah. Yeah, he is. No. Look it up. He's 43. According to what documents? Have you seen any proof? Look at this guy. Look at how he looked the other day. This guy was looking like he's on his deathbed. And you're saying he's, what, 43 or whatever? He looks like he looks like Blue from old school. And guess what? He might suffer the same fate as Blue from old school, too. Yeah, when Josh Rosen takes over. Now, there's a young, yeah, a young lead quarterback yeah. ready to go. Now, look, yeah. we got to go, Tony. We, we got to get the show right. So, uh, hey, good work today, Tony, as always. Yeah, good too, research. Paulie. Good research on that Schlereth thing. You really Thank got you. it. We took it to him, didn't we? Yeah, we did. Now, uh, we'll be back with more after week two. So, come back for more. Remember to subscribe. We'll see you later. Bye. See ya.